welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Megan Cross for a playthrough of her game, Sentinel. Sentinel is a solo journaling game that we've adapted for duet play about a solitary guardian in the place they are charged with keeping safe. It is a deck and dice based game in which you create your guardian in the sanctuary they protect before reliving the memories, facing threats, and finding interesting objects while time passes around you. Then when the time has come for your watch to end, we find out what happens to the sanctuary when you are no longer able to guard it. This game is beautiful. I loved playing it so much. I really had like a really wonderful special experience uh, playing this game. Uh, if you love superheroes, like I love superheroes, you're going to enjoy listening to this game. I think we had a lot of fun playing it, and I think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to it. You can find more information about Sentinel at Megan Lynn FTW. That's Megan Lynn for the win dot itch dot IO. In addition to the designer of Sentinel, Megan is a tabletop streamer and designer. She's actually just released a brand new superhero role-playing game called Origin Story, which is a solitaire journaling game using the Wretched and Alone rule set to tell the story of the first few adventures in the life of a superhero as they figure out their powers and decide their destiny and decide whether they're going to hang up the cape and be Spider-Man no more, or if they're going to go on and save the world and embrace their role as the hero. I'm also extremely very, very fond of uh, Megan's work with the Session Zero game series, which is a collection of deck-based, card-based, uh, world-building and character-building uh, game supplements. Each one is a deck of cards full of interesting questions to build characters. We use them constantly on All My Fantasy Children. I cannot recommend them enough. I really, really think that you'll love them. I think you should go check them out. You can find them at Megan Lynn for the win. That's MeganLynnFTW.itch.io. And you can follow Megan on Twitter at MeganLynnForTheWin. That's MeganLynnFTW. Uh, let's see. I don't think I have anything to plug. I think that we're really good to go here. So let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. I'm excited to be sitting down with Megan Cross. Megan, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. This is going to be really, really fun. Honestly, I've been looking forward to it all day. I am extremely hyped for it. So real quick, at the top of the show, before we get into our game this week, why don't you tell us what we're playing as well as anything else you've got going on that you want the audience at home to know about? Yeah, so today we're going to be playing um, one of my games. It's called Sentinel, um, written as a solo RPG, but we will be playing it collaboratively, which I'm really excited to dive into some joint um, world in storytelling. Um, and you can find it in a bunch of my other games, um, most of which are GM-less, prep-less, storytelling-based games at meganlynftw.itch.io. You can find me most places you can find people on the internet at meganlynftw. Uh, currently, I am playing in a persistent quest campaign on um, the chromatic chimera on twitch that's at 6 30 eastern on mondays where i play an absolute disaster of a spy who i adore very much and also once a month on the chromatic chimera i host a stream called unprepared where i facilitate gmless and prepless games for a rotating cast of anybody i can grab to play gmless and prepless games with me I love that. That's a strong pitch. I mean, as someone that lives that unprepared life at all times, I, I, I feel this and this this concept speaks to me on a deep, on a deep, deep level. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, we are playing Sentinel this week. It is a, a solo journaling game about the lone guardian in a place of great power known to us only as the Sanctuary. Uh, many years we have kept vigil in this place, guarding what is kept from within, from any and all who came to disrupt it or steal it for themselves. Uh, we are going to 
tell the story of the Sentinel in the Sanctuary over time, year by year, event by event. We've got a deck of cards in front of us, as well as some polyhedral dice. Um, how the game is going to work is we're going to draw cards from the deck. Each card suit will tell us uh, something that happens to the Sentinel. And once we draw the Joker, which is shuffled into the bottom third of our deck of cards, the game will end. So before we begin drawing cards, though, it is we have to flesh out who our guardian is and what our sanctuary is. We have some questions to do that. Uh, would you like to read the questions and then uh, tell us where we were, you think, where if you have any answers for them? Yeah, so uh, we start with the guardian. Um, and our questions to build the guardian are, what do you look like? What abilities do you have? How long have you been a guardian? And how did you come to be the sole guardian? Hmm. Um, so I, off the bat, I will be the first to admit that my mind always, 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 always skews to robot. That I, I also <laughs> skewed to robot. <laughs> so I feel like we're on the same page. So I look at this and one of the main inspirations of this game was inspired by the robots from the movie Castle in the Sky. So my mind super skews to robot, um, and I just kind of like the imagery of just like this lone robot guardian in this place. I I have a, a pitch to go along with that um, to answer the question of like at least how did you come to be the sole guardian? Ooh, okay. Or maybe it's how long have you been a guardian? Um, there's a there's a trope that I love I love dearly. Uh, and that is because my mind always goes to a very specific place and reading these questions just now, like my mind went to a very specific place that I think works nicely with the idea of a robot. And that is, uh, I'm a sucker for, I'm going to call it like, I'm a sucker for old superhero stories. And I don't mean mm -hmm. superhero stories from the ancient past. I mean, stories about superheroes after they have gotten old. Ooh. So I, I would love to propose the idea of that our guardian is like some sort of of robotic hero that has that how they've become a guardian is that they simply outlived all of the other heroes that they were like friends with. And it is their oh. job to protect whatever this place is. I don't think it is a place like I don't think it is a mundane place like a city or a town. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like the vibe I get is that it is somewhere ancient and secluded, but mm -hmm. I get the vibe that like they are simply the last hero remaining and this place is their responsibility. And so they have taken it on because there's no one left. Oh, I love that. That's so good. My entire jar of jam. I love that. Nice. I'm excited. So what, what abilities do they have? If they were this here, part of this hero team, what, what abilities did our, does our robotic hero have? Hmm. Like, my mind immediately goes to, like, super strength as yeah. a standard robot trait. <laughs> I, I want to also throw out a degree of, like, shape-shifting in that way Ooh. of, like, very kind of trans... Not so much, like, full-on, like, turns into a car, but of mm -hmm. that Transformers way where parts click into place. Maybe, and, like, suddenly their arm is just very, like, can grow longer or they can take on a shape where they can lift a heavy object and like they can lock their feet into the ground. Like they, they are in a way in that way that like transformers <laughs> just like pop out different parts that, that I get that kind of aesthetic where there's a lot of like hidden 
compartments and joints and plates and 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 pulleys and different things that allow it to take the like change its shape based on need to do a lot of different things on a physical level oh that's very cool i like that where it's it's not so much like oh my robotic arm turns into a big sword as much as like my robotic arm can extend to help me better hit things with my sword that's not attached to me or that kind of thing I or like if that. I need to, if I need to like Atlas hold something on my shoulders, mm-hmm. like I can, my shoulders can, can puff out and I can, you know, lock my feet into a, into a lifting position and take on the shape of like a heavy lifter as needed. That's really cool. All right. Do we think it has any other abilities? Um, my, what if there's some, some level of thinking, thinking of them as a guardian um some form of maybe not like a full sensor like like a predator style Mm. sensor thing but something similar to that like some kind of scanned ability where they know when things are like in the sanctuary like they're able to detect movement and that kind of stuff I love that. I, I, I love that. I like that it's not it doesn't necessarily communicate with the sanctuary, mm-hmm. but I like that they have an inherent like sense of it as though it is an extension of their being, even if they're not like in communication with it. Mm. Yeah. Like that is that is that is a cool uh sense set to play with. Yeah, it's really and it makes up for the fact that like as a robot they don't have other like all of the other senses that their former teammates probably did. They yeah. just have to rely on like their vision and their hearing. I love that. I love that a ton. Cool. So do we want to, uh, do we want to talk about the sanctuary? Yes. Let's talk about the sanctuary. So the sanctuary, our questions are, what does the sanctuary look like? Where is the sanctuary located? What is there that needs guarding? And does any other life exist there? Hmm. So you had said, and I liked that, that it's definitely not like a city or something. Like it's something that's ancient and set apart. And I like the idea of it being some kind of hidden something like whatever it is, is, is hidden away for, I'm assuming because of what, what is there that needs to be guarded. It's yeah. Hmm. What if it is in terms of like just what it looks like and it is located some not, you know, the serial numbers filed off, but like (laughs) playing with the superhero notion, it is like it very specifically like a bat cave. Like it is very specifically like a superhero place of power that is in some place. Like, I don't I don't know if I want to go full like space station or satellite with it, but like a place on earth that is like secluded and like secluded and a place of power that this this robot is the only person left that that knows of it and can defend it a legally distinct fortress of solitude yeah i like that i like that 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 notion a lot yeah and then i kind of like that because like thinking about like what is there that needs guarding or it's like it's a place of power like i 
my mind tends to think of power as a much more like abstract concept. But if we do something like this, where it's like an abandoned, like superhero hideout, like it makes the power more like more concrete, like there could be like old superhero gadgets and stuff Mm -hmm. there that makes it a more tangible concept than just like, Oh, there is power here. Have it be like a magic-y thing. Like this is. Yeah. There is there there are weapons here and there are gadgets here and there is like also there's there is I imagine there are secrets here right like there yeah. are also like secret identities and mm. historic records of what heroes have done that if they fall into the wrong hands could be disastrous and this yeah. robot is there to like not only protect the the physical literal legacy mm-hmm. of these heroes but also their more metaphysical metaphorical like uh historical legacy yeah, what if it's like like a supercomputer or something like that? Like there's something there that's like holding all of this knowledge, like some kind of like mega superhero archive. I love that. That's very it, good. So that's where so where where are we so we're located we're in a we're in a cave somewhere. Yeah, so it's partially and I think it's partially Partially above ground, partially underground. Mm. Like there are above ground structures, and there's a lot of like underground tunnels and and caves and such. Maybe it's into the side of like a canyon wall. Oh, I like that. And I I just am picturing like wherever this computer is is like deep deep down. In like yeah, a, absolutely. In a, in a you, lower have to, you have to traverse level. to it. Mm-hmm. Got to work for it. I love that. Um, and does any other life exist around here? Does Maybe. any other life exist? I'm going to say, I'm going to throw out the unexpected answer of, I think, yes. Okay. I think I think there's a fair amount of, like, animals and wildlife here. Okay. I think this is not necessarily, like, an entirely desolate place. I think there are animals, and I think there is there, is, there are animals that I think... Are and other like living creatures around. I don't know if there are any people, but I like mm-hmm. the I I do at least like the aesthetic of there being like animals roaming, bats in the caves, yeah, birds flying overhead. God, and I I love the aesthetic of a good of a good like robot interacting with it with wildlife. It's just a very good yeah visual. for sure. It's a it's a good aesthetic. Yeah, it's. This is top notch. I'm very excited. I'm into this. I'm very into this. Mm-hmm. All right, and so we've got our we've got our guardian, and we've got our sanctuary. So now we're going to play through their time in the sanctuary. Uh, mm-hmm. What is going to happen is I have a deck of cards here. Uh, there is a Joker shuffled about a third of the way into the deck. Um, one card at a time. We're going to draw and look at the suit of the card. The face value of the card does not matter. Only the suit. Once we have drawn the card, we will uh, go through the action assigned to the suit that we have drawn. Once we've completed that action, we may draw the next card. And when we've drawn the Joker, the end game is triggered and our time as a guardian has come to an end. Uh, we are going to roll 1d6 and answer the questions associated with the number rolled. Once we have answered them to your satisfaction, the game is over. So uh, let me draw our first card. All right. I've drawn the King of Diamonds. Okay. Ooh, diamonds. 
All right, so when a diamond is drawn, we have discovered an item in the sanctuary that we have never seen before. So I will roll 1d12, and that will determine what it is we have found. So let's see. Oh, off to a roaring start with a 1. But it's okay. Oh, that's a good good question, though. Very so, good yes. question for this, this this scenario. Yes. And high score doesn't matter. We're just rolling for prompts. Um, so with a one, we have found a weapon unused for years covered with rust. And the, the questions that we have are, who did it belong to? How long ago did they wheel it? How do you feel upon finding it? And what would you do with it now that it is found? I want to throw out like a very big suggestion. Yes. To for a maximum a maximum drama suggestion. Oh, yes please. Because you got to live for the maximum drama. The big drama, I'm here for it. I want to throw out that this is a a, a doomsday device. Oh. This is like a a this is like a planet cracker bomb. Like a a bomb that will dig into the cr- into the core of the Earth and like detonate and demolish the entire like capable of demolishing the entire planet. Wow! Yeah, that that is big drama. I I, I said I was gonna go big yeah. drama. I I said I I, I I'm not. We're ringing that bell. Yeah, sh- shame on me for underestimating how big you meant by big drama. But I love it. I think that's, I think that's very good. I think. So is this. So how do we feel about upon finding it? Do we think that is this something that maybe this team of heroes had like recovered from a supervillain? Or is this something that unbeknownst to our guardian like has just been there? Can I can I hit you with the most Jeff Stormer answer? Please. It can is it as I think it might be both. I think it is this weapon this bomb this 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 mm-hmm. destruction this doomsday device was recovered by a supervillain like ages and ages mm-hmm. ago when the hero team were at their at their peak of power but i think the the larger discovery that comes with it is that they have it doesn't look the way that it did when it was like a villainous like i will destroy the mm-hmm. world <laughs> it like it has clearly been re uh rebuilt or like refined and like tinkered with. And it's clear that the hero team has been build or had been before, like they, before they all died out mm-hmm. had been like maintaining this and building on it and like keeping it as a last resort. Like it, it was clear that it wasn't just recovered and left to rot, that they were actively holding on to it just in case. That that's one hell of a contingency plan team of superheroes right but i i love it because then this poor robot <laughs> is yeah so how i think i think that they feel as much as a robot or robotic entity can feel i think they feel kind of betrayed i think so finding this and cuz Maybe, because I also love the big drama, maybe it was like this weapon was recovered and they were like, no, we're going to, like, it's been destroyed, so it can't do anything more. I love that. I love that a ton. If, like, it is very clear, if it was, it was a big public thing of, like, we destroyed Mm -hmm. this weapon, no one, it will never hurt anyone again. Right. 
and to discover that their ma- their motives were not maybe not not altruistic but they mm-hmm. were that they were they were deceiving people and being more fatalistic or apocalyptic than they were letting on and being more uh willing to willing to to cause harm to for the greater good like mm-hmm. undercuts this idea that this 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 legacy that that has that is that our our, our sentinel is protecting is kind of undercut because it's not there. This this hero team is not the people that that, that we thought they were. Right. Oh, it's a good first start. That's it's a so good, good. <laughs> a good first round. That is a yeah. good first round. All oh. right. Next Perfect. card. I've drawn the seven of hearts. All right. So hearts. When a heart is drawn, we recall a memory of our time as guardian. We roll. 1d10 and use the value to determine the subject of the memory and then we will answer the following questions Um, what is the memory describe the events of what happened how old is this memory what about it makes it hard to forget and if you could forget it would you Um, so i will roll my d10 so we see what our theme is and that's a seven so seven is a near-death experience hmm so we're remembering a near-death experience that our that our sentinel had. Hmm. Which maybe is interesting memory... from a robot. Sorry, I say, which is interesting from like a robot's point of view. Like, what is what does near death look like for a robot? Maybe. Okay, then that is a very interesting question that has my mind racing and going in like a really specific direction. Mm-hmm. I, I have a really specific robot-centric near-death experience that I think is good here. All right. If it you- is after all of but all but like two members of the hero team have have died, whether mm-hmm. in battle, whether of old age, two of them have come back. And I think the memory is uh, this robot, our sentinel, our guardian, not actually being like actively present for it. Maybe maybe they're in sleep mode or repair mode and their sensors and their cameras and like all, all this recording equipment is going. But like they're not necessarily there for it in that way that this robot with their senses of the entire of the entire sanctuary has all of the memories of the entire place. They remember there was a conversation that two of the heroes had of like, we're running out of time. Like we're the last ones left. What do we do? And there was a serious discussion of like, well, maybe we just collapse the caves, bury everything miles beneath the earth and we never no one ever finds this place and it was the like either either as an act of kindness where they just kind of where instead of doing that one of the heroes lied and instead of doing that they left this robot they left this robot to tend to things or this robot or our our guardian was able to like short circuit that that self-destruct command like they they there was a moment where they were very nearly like deactivated and like the the cave exists partially because they either at someone else's hand or on the or by their own hand like 
made like consciously fought to keep this 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 space alive. Yeah, I like yeah, like what if they were in some kind like you said like a rest mode or something and they came back online to like earthquake type like tremor rumbling mm-hmm. maybe from unbeknownst to them this weird like this doomsday device like set to like a lower setting or something that's like shaking the earth and they're able to do something to to salvage or to to stop the full collapse but maybe the heroes who had left there just assume that everything got buried yeah i mean the and and what if i've got two pitches for you off of that that i think that are that are that that hit me hit me hard in the heart and that's what we're going for today yes um if if that ties into the the uh, the guardian's innate senses of the sanctuary right if the way that they were able to like undo this self-destruct was by like slightly like merging their own consciousness and like overtaking the the sanctuary's like automated systems and like bringing them into their own consciousness which is why they can they're they can't leave like one of the reasons they can't really leave this place and if the other half of that was they just sent ahead a signal that said the earth that like they they sent ahead a signal that just said like operation complete the caves are collapsed and the heroes never mm-hmm. had a reason to check to like double check it because all of the 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 systems and sensors went off without a hitch hmm i can't i'm leaning more towards the first one because i really like the idea that there's a certain part of the sentinel's consciousness that is fused with this computer that exists in the sanctuary that they are bound to it not just like by duty but they there is part of them that is within this system now and i think that's why they can't forget what happened yeah i really like that they they literally cannot forget what has happened because they are this place, right? Like this is right. a thing that happened not to the place that they're in, but to them to because them. that was how they saved the sanctuary was by becoming part of the sanctuary. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And, it's and extremely I dope. Yeah. And I don't think the last question is if you could forget it, would you, I, I don't think they, I don't think they would because I feel like they take like, a lot of pride in like doing their duty as the safeguard of this place. Like, I don't think that they would want to forget becoming like, it's almost as if like that was the moment that they like truly became the guardian of this place. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's half of a moment of like real actualization or realization. Like this is the moment that they became whole Mm -hmm. and half of the moment and half of it is sort of like, that's a really tragic tragic but powerful like reminder of responsibility that like no one not even the people that called this place home were like they might be the only person left that wouldn't make that decision right like the people that the people that that resided in this place for years and called it home were willing to demolish it they might be the only person left alive that is willing to do that and having that memory 
is a really poignant reminder of that. Yeah, definitely. It makes it hit that much harder. All right. I've got our next card. All right. It is the four of clubs. The four of clubs. Okay. So clubs. Um, When a club is drawn, time is passing. So we will roll uh, 1d4. And the value represents the number of years that have passed since the last card was drawn. Um, And then for each year that has passed, we will answer the questions. What did you lose? What did you gain? What did you learn? And what has changed? Um, So let's see. So I rolled a one. So there's been one year has passed since the, since we recalled that memory. Um, So we only have to do it. We have to answer each question once because we've just had one year. Something just popped into my head that's very good. Okay. If if they have had this memory after finding this doomsday device, mm-hmm. like that is probably like, that probably adds to the fact that that probably really justifies that they made the right decision. Yeah. Because who's to say that device didn't go off? Like who's to say that like they even remember that that thing was down there? Yeah, and I mean, and that can tie into what did you learn and what changed. Like, they learned that this device is there, that it was kept and maintained by people that swore they had destroyed it. And I think that kind of has changed. I don't think it's changed how they view their job as the guardian of this place, but I think it's changed their view of their former teammates a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I think bit. so. I definitely get that vibe. Yeah. And I, I think, like, what they what they lost was probably a sense of comfort. Mm. Like, this is no longer... This place is no longer a place that they know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they'd been here for years, and they have defended this this place because this was their this was this was a place that they that had or not even more so than comfort like us like that legacy that we had talked about like that's what they lost because they they don't have that sense of i know what the people that lived in this space believed in anymore like it's, it's like looking at all of a sudden like you're looking at things through a whole other lens Mm-hmm. almost like every, it's almost like one of those things where like you know one piece of knowledge and now you're seeing everything that has happened through the lens of this new knowledge and kind of i imagine them like just thinking back on like time together and like questioning what else they don't know mm-hmm. like what else was kept from them um so i think what what they gained was just a because it's dramatic and sad i think they gained a lot of uncertainty they gained a lot of like questioning in a in a need to know the truth and ironically at the same time they also gained a sense of purpose right like this right. is no longer they're no longer keeping this place alive because they feel it should be kept alive now there are like really tangible stakes Mm -hmm. it's like 
what else is down there? Like, what else could happen if this place is broken or broken into or if someone takes it over? Like, what else could happen? What yeah, else could they get their hands on? Yeah, like, it's so much more, like, it It would be horrible if somebody got their hands on, like, the computer and the information that's there. But now it's so much more concrete of, mm-hmm. like, if somebody gets their hands on, like, like if somebody gets their hands on information like damage can be done in a more vague like intangible sense but like if somebody were to get their hands on like this doomsday machine it becomes a much more real concrete tangible threat yeah all right our next card remember how we were talking about like how dangerous it would be if someone (laughs) tried to broke in or take over the cave or something Uh like that I, I do recall that, yes. I uh, drew the five of spades. Ooh, all right. So spades. Um, when a spade is drawn, there is something threatening the sanctuary, and we have to confront it. So before we roll, um, we're going to describe the threat, what they look like, how they act, the weapons they wield, if any, and what they are trying to do. And then we will determine where they are attacking from, what they are trying to do, and the destruction they cause. And then once we have that, we will roll, and our result will determine how successful we were at driving back this threat. What type of threat do we think this is? Is this someone trying to to break in to steal things? Is this someone trying to destroy it? Is this someone trying Hmm. to... Do something else entirely. So my mind just went to a very specific place. Um, that what if it's... I almost imagine it. it's kind of like maybe in the surrounding area. Like we've established that this is kind of like out separate, like away from most civilization and stuff like But what if there, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an urban legend that like somewhere out like in this canyon there is this hidden place that's full of XYZ. Um, so maybe it's like whatever the super villain equivalent of like a treasure hunter is mm. or people that are like trying to either prove or disprove that like the rumors about this place existing are true. Um, so it's like some kind of villainous treasure hunter, like, trying the, to just like the, break in and the see splunker. what's there yeah the spelunker perfect the, the spelunker has a doctor octopus style like spider thing on 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 his back perfect. and he crawls through caves and, and and tries to steal uh like ancient powerful like objects like and is is uh also, primarily a bank robber, like, is sort of, mm-hmm. I picture, like, a low-rent kind of Spider-Man-esque villain where, like, he's the Splunker, but he primarily crawls through, like, uh, like, ducts and things. Like, this, is this, is this, like, he's, they're trying to, like, this is gonna be my claim to fame. Like, I'm gonna find this place, and then people are gonna take the Splunker seriously. Yes. I love but- that. I adore it. It's very good. And I think that, that he is, he has cracked this, he has found it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to break in and 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 steal something of great power to to showcase that you should take the Splunker seriously. Yes, they'll all see. They'll all, all see. Sh- they they laughed at me. <laughs> They've laughed for the last time. We'll see who's laughing now. 
It's like, okay, Splunker. It's it's okay. Uh, listen, I love him. I love him a lot. Yep. I will protect just, him until the end of days. Yep. Just this this horrible this horrible trash baby. And we will protect them. And till we don't, because we've got a sanctuary to protect. Um, so that kind of covers yeah, that kind of covers who they are and where they're coming from. So they're trying to take some just find any objects of power. Mm-hmm. Um in, I'm trying in as far as any destruction that they cause, I feel like with these big Doc Ock like limbs, I feel like that's what they use to dig a lot of the rubble out yeah. from like the beginning of the cave. And they aren't maybe they've really, got either grabber claws on the end or drills mm. and they use that to like tear through the rock. Yeah. And they're doing it kind of without real thought as to hey, what damage am I causing to the structural integrity of this place? Exactly, yeah. So I think that kind of weakens the overall structure, at least like in the, the mouth of the cave. Um, all right, so let's let's roll and see how we do facing off against the Spelunker. Ooh, not great. I rolled a two, so in, this is the only one where your numbers actually do mm-hmm. kind of matter. Um so describe what damage they did to the sanctuary as you were barely able to drive them out. There is a wing of the sanctuary. It's like the trophy hall or something that like actually because they were they were sort of barely able to protect this protect this uh they were barely able to sort of protect this this sanctuary from collapsing when they shut down the the protocols originally. Mhm. This wing of it, like this, or this room of it, this section of it, this like trophy section, where there's like old preserved costumes and like oh, memorabilia excellent. of like stuff that was there, has fully collapsed. Oh no! The golden age of lycra superhero suits. All gone. All all like tears in the wind. All of the newspaper clippings. All gone. We we see a close up shot of like a shot of the team together and our sentinel is among <gasps> them with like an elbow on their knee. <sighs> and it just looks like smashed by a giant rock in this in like in half in this battle and half in Splunker just tearing through things. That's really good. Yeah, that it's just like we get I was gonna say the camera, but no, if this is superheroes, you get like a panel of yeah, like these old newspaper clippings like on the ground and just like rocks are coming down and like covering everything up as the spelunker is chased out of out of the sanctuary but just barely just barely we'll get you next time spelunker all right next card all right it is the four of spades oh god more 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 threats. I have a really specific pitch, and partially because I want to throw out a really specific supervillain <laughs> that just popped into my head. Yes, please. Um, this is Admiral Ballistic. <laughs> okay. And I think uh, Admiral Ballistic, I think, is a rogue military general who, uh, I think... At not necessarily at the behest of one of the sur- of well, like one of the sur- either a surviving member of the team or 
like following what they what they feel is the orders of this this generation lost, right? Mm-hmm. I think some news of the Splunker like made it out, right? Like the Splunker, even if even if he was unable to like capture any object, like started spouting off things about he knew where this this sanctuary was. Yeah, the Splunker doesn't seem like a subtle individual. No. Not at all. Not not in the least. And I think I think he's running his mouth and I think some uh like costumed military type <laughs> is like, well, they said that they were gonna demolish that thing. They promised they made a they made a promise to the people of this planet that they were gonna demolish that cave. If it is up, people like the Splunker are gonna keep showing up. And so has shown up with like hover tanks and robot er, soldiers and like you know, beam cannons and very sort of G.I. Joe aesthetic weaponry to, like, finish what was supposed to be started ages ago. I really like that, because then it's not even... Because, yeah, like, the threat doesn't necessarily have to be bad guys. I feel like this is, like, some kind of, like, new hero or hero adjacent that's, like... No, I'm going to save the city because these heroes lied to everybody. Yeah. And now Admiral Ballistic is the one that they will all praise. Right. I I they're they're gonna make they're gonna make right what was they're gonna make right what was what was undone by this hero team what this hero team failed to do. So even if they're not necessarily like a bad a, a pure villain, even if their motives are benevolent, they're still going to demolish this place. And right. I think the damage that they do is just like a full frontal assault through like mm-hmm. the, the, the mouths of the caves and just, you know, explosions and lasers abound. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's see how we do. Oh, there we go. I'm like, don't make me change my dice. Um, that was a six. So we describe how we were able to defeat the threat. But how we know that it will be back. Um, so I think thinking about security in a mm-hmm. superhero's base, there there has to be some kind of security weaponry. Mm-hmm. I feel like like something I don't think was highly utilized a lot because like they're heroes, so they don't want to like blast people but i think that there's um outside like in built into the canyon wall i think that there are um like trying to think so if he has hover tanks like something maybe something akin to either like a sonic canyon cannon or like an emp that's what that's what i was that's what i was thinking as you were describing it is like emp cannons and sonic blasts and so, things to like tear down these tanks and these, right. these big elaborate like, weapons. Like nothing that's going to kill anybody or like do a lot of physical harm, but stuff that's going to do enough damage that they're not going to be able to continue the assault. Yeah, I love that. I love that a ton. And it's yeah. they, they Admiral Ballistic just thinks that they're going to have an easy time tearing through these walls, and they just like. They almost almost a wall of energy and and protection just like tears through their defenses, but yeah. they also know where this is. They're mm-hmm. gonna come back because they have they have they have decided this is their singular mission, and like they're gonna come back with a different set of weapons, and it's only a matter of time. Yeah, and that's how, and we know that they'll be back because 
it wasn't lethal means. It was, it was a deterrent in the moment. Um, but then at, he Admiral Ballistic wasn't counting on any kind of opposition at all. So now, not only does do they know that the cave is here and that there are things here, but they know that somebody or something has to be in there to have done this to stop them. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So my next card is the Queen of Hearts. Hearts. So another memory. Um, So let's see what our memory is. It's a four. So a four is a moment of fear. So a memory of a time that we were afraid. Hmm. Here's a very specific, very sad thought. Go for it. (laughs) Um, What if... What if it was, if they're remembering the, like, a death of, like, maybe the first person in the team that died, or somebody, or one of them who had died hmm. um, during, like, some kind of, like, confrontation or something, and that's, like, it was, it wasn't just, like, a natural causes old age thing. Like, they were killed in a confrontation. I love that. I really, this- really love that. And this was, like, the first time that this guardian had truly experienced death in, like, a close way. And as a robot, it's not something that they had intended to, like, grapple with as a feeling. But it's somebody that they knew and were close to. And suddenly, like, death was a very real thing. I love that. I really, I adore that. And I think, um, yeah, I love that it is... Um, it is like a, a, a sudden and violent death from this, this, this hero that they were like close friends with mm-hmm. and that like it, they kind of were, were brought into life to, to aid and to help this hero team. And this is sort of the first time that they've kind of grappled with what that means and like what the cost of doing so is. And I think it, it that makes it hard to forget, right? Like that makes it that that makes it. And even when they are the only one left, it's that feeling of if I fail, mm. this can is I what's going to happen. <laughs> can I make it more sad? Please, always. What if, <laughs> um, what if it's the person who made them? I was thinking that, and I'm glad <laughs> that you threw it out there. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be this person, their, their, their gadgeteer hero creator, like created an army, like created like multiple robot prototypes in this was the one that stuck. And, and this is, and then they were just, they were, they were killed partially because they opted to go, like they opted to, to be on the scene for this crisis. And then they were, they were killed and. It's that it's that feeling of like, oh, that's that's why they made me so that I could mm-hmm. stop this from happening. Oh, my heart. Oh, it's so good. It hurts. It hurts real good. Oh, the best hurt. And I and then the last if you could forget it, would you? I don't think that they would. I really don't think they would. I think it's 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 too much. Of, it has been too central to their mission their purpose Mm -hmm. to for them to 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 turn their back on it yeah i feel like that's a really like crystallizing moment 
for them to to see how important their mission of protecting people is that it, it's a moment that just like really sticks with them as like I need to protect people I need to like that is my job is to keep people safe I love that Ugh. so our next card is the three of clubs Ooh. All right, so we're going to have some time. Some time is going to pass. So let's see. That's a three. So three years have passed since our recollection of this memory and assuming, and also since Admiral Ballistic's attack. So what has happened in three years in the sanctuary? I think... I think uh, they are still isolated, but I think they have watched military technology appear on the periphery of the canyon, and they have watched, like, surveillance equipment and radar dishes be installed, whether whether by government authorities or other superhero teams or... Other people have like established presences around this cannon as it as it has become like a, a known quantity. Yeah, like so. In a way, what they've lost over these years is their ability to leave, and not that they could leave, leave. But I would imagine that they would go outside of the cave sometimes mm-hmm. and interact with like the wildlife and things like that. But they've but now that's not an option. Like the mouth of the cave is slightly caved in because of the assaults that it faced. And with all of these people around, they're just trying to, the, the further into the sanctuary they remain, the, the better chance of keeping it safe mm-hmm. is. And I think what they gain is a newfound purpose. Like, they are no longer this quiet steward of a place that no one remembers and everyone thinks is gone. Like they are now actively, they, they have now, they have now been placed more actively into their role as guardian than ever before. Mm. Yeah. And I think that ties into what, what they've learned and what has changed. They've, they've learned of this purpose for themselves. They knew, they knew that they needed to, be a protector but they had always thought of themselves like they needed to protect people and they needed to protect their teammates and now it's they need to protect this place and and what is and keep what is there from other people that would potentially misuse it yeah i love that do we want to draw our next card yeah this poor sad robot I know, right? Well, I've drawn the King of Spades. Another threat. Ooh, is Admiral Ballistic back? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think Admiral Ballistic has come back, but I think Admiral Ballistic has come without a big army. Ooh. And has come like with a like with a with 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 just forces because the technology and weapons and shock and awe didn't work and now they're mm-hmm. bringing in they're bringing in like a special ops team to like go in and disable the disable the cave if they can't destroy it 
they they brought the spelunker on as a consultant. Oh, there's definitely a shot of the Splunker in a suit, and you have to you wonder like, how did he get the suit on? How did he get the suit on around the around the the Doc Ock limbs? Don't worry about it. But yeah, there's there, the, the the Splunker is doing the is doing the 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 Lex Luthor consultant thing, mm-hmm. and they're working side by side, and they're trying to like disable it because there's all this technology that they have deemed as dangerous mm-hmm. inside. Which is not super far off base. They're not wrong. <laughs> they're not wrong. <laughs> but all right, let's let's see how it goes. That's an eight. Yes. So describe how you're able to defeat the threat and stop it from threatening the sanctuary ever again. All right, I have a really specific pitch here. Yes. Um, they are able to do it by ironically giving the Splunker the one thing that he's always wanted. Okay. Which is to be taken seriously. And they, 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 using the supercomputer, like, flash him all of the information that is, like, stored in here and manage to convince him, like, that, that he has found something incredibly powerful and valuable, but almost not necessarily enlisting him as an ally, but, like, at least convincing him to pull the military away because he is no longer able to trust that that if the military gets a hold of this, they won't use it terribly. Like, and and by driving these two people against each other. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Splunker gets a little bit of little redemption for the Splunker. Good for him. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, and without the intel from the Splunker, Admiral Ballistic doesn't have anything to go on. Like, all all Admiral Ballistic knows is shoot. They don't have any real insight into, like, the system of caverns that make up the Sanctuary. So without, without the insider information, they don't have anything to go on, so. Yeah. And also the Splunker probably could have vouched and been like no there's like there's really nothing to be seen there mm-hmm. it's not a threat it's just some caves <laughs> and so i th- and so the military departs and there's still those like surveillance things on on the horizon but for the first time in years our our sentinel is able to like walk outside and like oh. you know feel feel, feel the, the air see yeah. the birds feel the sun on their skin quote unquote and i've drawn the nine of hearts all right let's remember some more stuff what is that oh this is nice this is a perfectly and so i rolled a one which is a moment of peace and i feel like from where we ended the last Mm -hmm. one if this were a comic or something it would lead perfectly into like the guardian like steps outside and like feels the sun and then remembers this moment of peace maybe it's the first time maybe what they maybe they remember the last time that they averted that they averted catastrophe or the first time they like properly averted catastrophe when they like after they stopped the place from collapsing Mm -hmm. maybe they took a walk at the time they took they took this same walk and like to assess 
like they like it was supposed they thought of it as like an assessment of the damages but then walking outside yeah they felt at peace after knowing that they had saved everything and knowing that this was their home and this was an extension of who they were like being able to take finally being able to take that in after sort of the catastrophe has ended that moment of sublime oneness with the with this this sanctuary yeah and just a feeling of of purpose like there's a lot of peace to be felt in Mm -hmm. discovering what it is you're meant to be doing which they had in that moment once they had merged with the computer as they felt a true purpose for what they had to do and I think they definitely wouldn't forget it, right? Like, I think they wouldn't no. forget. They would never want to forget this moment. But I think that they also can't. Right. Because it's tied into every every bit of this sanctuary, right? Like, anytime they, anytime they walk through the halls, they remember that moment. And they remember feeling that oneness. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Next card is the Ace of Diamonds. Ooh. I was, I was just thinking, like, where are our diamonds at? That's a D12 for diamonds. Ooh, so that's a 12, um, which is, we have found a note barely legible on a worn piece of paper. Um, How much of the message are you able to read and what does it say? Can you tell who it was meant for? And does finding it make you question whether or not you are truly alone here? Hmm. My mind is going... This is a half-formed thought, but my mind is going back to the room with all of the memorabilia Mm -hmm. that collapsed. And what if it's something tied to that? What if they were patrolling, for lack of a better word, near that cave-in area and found just some kind of old note that had been maybe kept in that room that wafted out when it collapsed or something something like that like something from the old days from his their team what if it was a note from their creator that was not meant for them but was clearly a it there's two parts to it mm-hmm. the, the the question of making you question whether or not you're truly alone really jazzed me <laughs> and the idea that this is like a schematic document that they'd never seen before for some kind of upgrade to either their body or like the design for a new robot oh damn with like notes and dates and technology that are from after their creator was thought to have died oh and that's so good. and right and so that they don't know like there's no way of Mm -hmm. knowing and perhaps and i mean other than like scouring every inch of it but there's that there's that inkling of like have you been here this whole time like have you been are you part of what has made me one with this like am i alone here did you survive are you Mm -hmm. still out there somewhere or am i just imagining things right oh yeah that's so good. And I don't think that they can read enough of it to to do anything mm-hmm. with the schematics, but it's enough to know what they are and who they belonged to. 
and that that and on and like that question is 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 that question is enough right that question of like did you actually survive this right because yeah because that could change literally everything especially if one of their most crystallizing memories is the memory of them dying that's 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 a lot to deal with yeah (laughs) our next card is the eight of diamonds Ooh, okay let's let's roll them again what is that that is an eight so an eight is a weapon that you don't recognize brand new and gleaming where did you find it where do you think it came from and how long has it been here and what worries you um, or what worries do you have about the sanctuary's safety after finding it? What if, tying into the last thing, my thought is, what if it's something that is akin to whatever kind of weapon that this creator had wielded? Like, I don't see them as, like, a real, like weapon wielding hero as like a get but i'm sure they had some kind of like defensive gadgets like a power i'm picturing i'm picturing like a power gauntlet type thing yeah 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 or like a or like a a fallout boy uh or fallout boy jesus (laughs) uh like a, a, a fallout style um like wrist computer yeah like a pip Boy. Like a pit boy, yeah. Like I'm yeah. picturing that's where that's where that's where that came from. Thank yes. you for helping me understand how I got <laughs> how we got to Fallout Boy. Yeah, like it's like a like a pit boy with the with the serial numbers filed off, mm-hmm. or it's like a gauntlet of some kind, or it's some kind of like thing. It's like a cross between Shuri's gauntlets and Black Panther and a Pit Boy. Yeah. And it's yeah. brand new and it's yeah. cutting edge. Like it's and maybe to the point where it takes a little bit for our Sentinel to realize what it is. Like, they've seen older versions of this kind of weapon, but this is, it's so new and so cutting edge that it takes them a little while to to really f- figure out what it is and what its purpose is. Mm-hmm. Which... Is a little troubling. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it makes them question the sanctuary safety because, like, it's not just that they might still be here. Mm-hmm. It's that they're clearly building weapons. Like, if mm-hmm. they are, if they have survived and they have been, like, building weapons. Like, what else are they doing? Yeah, and- like, why did they need to hide that from the hero team? Why did they need to hide that from our Sentinel? What have they been doing since then? There's a lot of questions that are very troubling that come with that. Yeah, where where do you think they found it? Like, my my thought is maybe another section that was thought to have been collapsed. Yeah, I like that. I like that a ton. Like, not necessarily the same, like, memorabilia room, but just, like, maybe something that collapsed even before the incident that almost destroyed the caves in the first place. Like, some, like just a cave-in, like early on in their time setting this place up and it was just a place that like nobody ever went to because it was like a collapse just a collapsed derelict wing of the sanctuary all right next card yeah 
And that is the Joker. Well then, all right. right? Okay. What a moment to pull that Joker. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to roll a d6 and we will see what our ending is depending on the roll of the die. Oh, and that is a five. So okay. um, you have dedicated your life to keep the sanctuary safe. And now it finally is. You have driven back every threat that rose to menace the peace of this place. And now, thanks to you, it can stand forever without fear. The last confrontation was not easily won, but you know without a shadow of a doubt that the fight is over for good. You no longer need to guard this place. You have done your duty, and now it's time to rest. So, the questions we have to answer are, what was the final threat you were able to defeat, and how did you defeat it? How do you know that the threat that this threat was the last one? Will you remain here now that you are no longer needed as guardian? If not, where will you go? In what form does rest take for you? Do you have any any thoughts? Because I might have a very big, very big pitch that might answer a lot of these. Okay. My only thought, the only thought that I had in my mind was something to do with the creator. Yeah, I've got a thought on that. Okay. Here's my pitch for a lot of these. Okay. Going back to the idea that, like, when two heroes were left, they made that decision. And I like the idea that one of them was, uh, like, the the Superman stand-in, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the most powerful, the most iconic, the, the living god that will be, that will live forever and mm-hmm. is, like, eternal and immortal and, like, unbeatably powerful. And, and finally, at long last, like, all of these threats, Admirabilistic has come again and again to try and take this down, you know. Other other villains have tried to break in. Like, it has become a known place until mm-hmm. finally this this Superman figure, like, comes back down and is like, it's time. It's time to fix what was what didn't happen ages ago. And I think. I'm not sure how they were able to defeat it, but I, I like the idea that the way that they know that it's that that was the last threat that's going to come is that the creator like does actually emerge and reveals that they have like broadcasted that this place was powerful enough to defeat this this legendary hero. And that like no one will dare set foot in this place because no one thinks they're more powerful than that. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. And then it just... Yeah, so then if the creator is still there, do we think that our sentinel stays? I was going to say yes until you asked me, honestly. Because, <laughs> or I mean, and even does the creator stay? Like, do, or do, like, does the creator become like the new guardian of this place like not that it needs a a true guardian but does this become a place that the creator stays at and I, the sentinel is is free to kind of be a hero again or here's here's my thoughts and i think i think the short answer is yes and yes mm-hmm. yes yes and no is my short answer um I think that what happens, I love the idea that they, that, that the creator, this sort of gadgeteer, sciencey, super scientist hero becomes the, the steward of this place that is no mm-hmm. longer in danger. 
but I also once you asked me if they if if our if our sentinel stays that that question pushed me into a no. <laughs> so I feel like what happens is the creator offers and reveals that they had like faked their death in order to like protect the fact that this hero team had become so pragmatic that they were willing to like harbor doomsday devices mm-hmm. and you know contemplate what would happen if they had to if they had to er- like destroy the planet and like they were like they they started to cross lines i needed to make sure that they couldn't do that and maybe maybe they reveal that that doomsday device doesn't work anymore because they were they they behind like under the shadow of death like undid it so that it wouldn't work anymore and they revealed to our our guardian like i've been working for a generation to ensure that nothing that like this place no that the people that inhabited this place wouldn't use it to cause harm and they offer they offer our sentinel and they say stay stay with me and we'll 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 live in peace and we'll we'll make science and we'll rebuild and we'll start over and we'll dedicate this place to like bettering the world and as heartbreaking and as human as it is i think that they say no because i think yeah i think i think they say no because they are reminded of their purpose in protecting people. I think they say no to living with the creator and just doing science and discovering things and building things because they want to be around people again. I think they want to be someone who protects people again and and fulfill that purpose. I, I feel like the other half of that and this is the much more human half of it. It's like you lied to me. Yeah. You let you let me like I am your creation. I am your your family, right? Like I am your I, I you created me and gave me life and then let me think that you were dead and let me let me live here in solitude and let me be alone and lonely for at Weird. least five like like the last five years of people trying to invade this place. You let me suffer all of that alone because you couldn't emerge from the shadows until you were certain everything, till you were certain that I had dealt with everything. Like, yeah, it's like you don't deserve, like they don't deserve the company almost. Yeah, like, like, like they had to be alone for this long and now you're going, if you're going to stay here, you're going to stay here alone. Yeah, like like you could have you could have made that you could have made that that choice to to reach out to me at any point and you chose not to. Like that level of hurt is not one that can be forgiven. Right. Even with the even with the best of intentions that is not something that I think our sentinel can forgive. And yeah. so I think they leave because I'm going to go fulfill my purpose and protect people and be among people and maybe in in a way they become they take the place of that that superman figure and they become this this powerful immortal figure they become the sentinel of a much larger sanctuary and our our creator stays put and fulfills their purpose but they do it alone because they they hurt the person closest to them yeah uh and it it's it's a form of, I would say, the question, what form does rest take? I don't think they want to rest. 
I feel like this is almost like a new beginning for for the Sentinel yeah. to to kind of have like a rebirth as this new hero in this new place as a guardian of of people who believe and trust them. And yeah, I don't get the vibe that they they stop at all. I think rest mm-mm. for them continues to continues to be work. Yeah. Like it's it's purpose. Like they're fulfilling they're fulfilling their purpose and that that's all that they want to do. Mm. And I think that's game. I think that's game. That was so good. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That was that was a delight. Oh my <sighs> god. That was so oh god. <sighs> Robots and superheroes are two of my favorite things. Those are my jam. Made, they are my absolute jams. We, Thank you so made, much for this game. We made a robot superhero. Oh, oh. I'm 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 very pleased. I'm very happy with how that turned out. That was that was so wonderfully fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for playing this game with me. I am completely overjoyed. Oh, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to share this with you. I loved playing it as as a collaborative story. It's it's just so much it's so much more fun to tell stories with somebody. I agree. This was a wonderful experience. I am I am over the moon. Uh, before we wrap up, though, where can people find this game as well as the rest of your work online? Yeah, so you can find um, Sentinel as well as any of my other games at meganlynforthewind.itch.io. You can find me anywhere you can find somebody on the internet at meganlynforthewind. So mostly on Twitter, um, but I'm around in other places as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was the best time. This, This brightened my whole day. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Megan for coming on to the show. That game was like, I love superheroes. I love big emotions. I love beautifully told stories. And that game just checked all of the boxes for me. I could not be happier with it. Thank you so much for playing that game with me. It was a treasure. Be sure to pick up your own copy of Sentinel as well as Megan's other games. Like I said, I highly recommend the Session Zero series and Origin Story. You can find all of those at meganlynftw.itch.io and be sure to follow Megan on Twitter at meganlynftw. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out. Give, tell a friend about the show. Do something to help us grow and do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. One other thing you can do to support the show is to listen to the other podcasts that I produce every single week on My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rights, press coverage of the show, or about coming on the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, honestly, I think that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.